We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Tuesday, February the 7th, 2023. What is going on? Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see John Edward, Gene Lott, Austin Gregory, Aiken, South Carolina. How about it? How about it? DGD, what's up, my man? Uh, Ethan, Xavier, Gad, Stephen Boyle Jr., Bruin Nation, Travi, Todd Smith, Jeff Gulledge. What is going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. And also those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. We have got a lot to get into here on this Tuesday. It's also game day for South Carolina men's basketball as the Gamecocks hit the road to take on the Missouri Tigers in a game in which we are double-digit underdogs yet again. A tale as old as time as we set the mood here on a Tuesday. I normally light the candle here in pre-show, and I forgot to do it today. That's all fine and dandy. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in as always. We are taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. And, of course, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. right? Go download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, anything and everything in between. They've also, I believe... I know for a fact they've got college basketball, and in the meantime, I'll check in on the prize picks plays for tonight's game. But so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Again, guys, the phone lines are open. 843-790-3377. We are taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. Whatever you guys want to discuss. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Prize Picks does indeed have plays for the game tonight. Specifically on the Gamecock side of things. Gigi Jackson, over under 15 and a half points. Michi Johnson, over under 13 and a half points. And Chico Carter Jr., over under eight and a half points. So, uh, they've also got Kobe Brown, 
Omoy Hodge and Nick Honor over under point totals for the game. So if you guys want to play that, again, that's prizepicks.com or go download the app. It's also Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks. Austin, you keep up with it, my friend. I do appreciate that. Uh, Austin's just taking all of the GG overs tonight. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Austin, we pull off the win tonight. You heard it here first. GG apologizes for his post-game remarks with the game of his life tonight. Well, we'd all love to see that, Austin, for sure. Uh, we'd all love to see that. I am not picking it, but we would all love to see it, no doubt. Um, either way, um, Austin Ward, what's up, man? Appreciate you in the Big Cock Club Discord. Is it, is it Walking Tacos Tuesday? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> something like that, indeed. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Um, the, the big news, I think, over the last 24, excuse me, 24 hours, has been sports talk reporting. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Sports talk reporting that Ray Tanner at some point today, we don't know when, but at some point today, he is supposed to speak to the media and update us all on a very, very big initiative in regards to uh, the Gamecocks, campus, williams Bryce Stadium, What's going on with upgrades across the board, I guess? I'm trying to find their tweet. For some reason, I can't seem to find their tweet. Either way, um, we also reposted it. Ray Tanner, supposed to speak to the media today. Not exactly sure, again, what it's going to be. Let's see. He says, Gamecocks will be announcing a, quote, proposed major development project, end quote, Tuesday morning. A.D. Ray Tanner is to brief the media on Tuesday. So we're not exactly sure what time that's going to be. But, uh, of course, we've all seen the rumblings. We've all seen the rumors. There are no secrets in Gamecock Nation. But it's going to be very, 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 very big indeed. From everything I've been told, everything I've heard, I uh, was able to talk to our good friend J.C. Sherbert. I don't think he'll mind me saying that. I'm not going to say exactly what the, the details of of our conversation were, but again, it's probably a lot of the things that you have seen. Um, you know, if you live in the message board world, or like I said, there really are no secrets when it comes to Gamecock Nation. So y'all check that out um, or just stay tuned, if you will. Really excited to hear Ray Tanner. And yeah, it sounds like some very, very big things are coming to um, potentially williams Bryce Stadium around that area, if you will. So really, really exciting stuff. Uh, anyways, guys, like I said, 843-790-3377. It is game day yet again. Gamecocks take on the Missouri Tigers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gamecocks take on the Missouri Tigers. Nine o'clock tip-off, for whatever reason. Nine o'clock tip-off. Um, yeah, kind of a weird thing, but uh, anyways. Let's see. How y'all doing on this Tuesday? Jesse Jacobs, is that what Brad Crawford was tweeting about way back when? Because I haven't heard anything. Brad also retweeted that tweet of his own. Uh, so I think signifying that, yes, Jesse, that's what he was referring to. That's indeed what he was referring to. So, Andrew says, I heard it's a possible cover for the top of williams Bryce. Really? Really? That'd be interesting. Creating Willie B as a dome. That would be interesting. I don't think that's what it is, but hey, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe Ray Tanner will surprise us with some some big news. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, guys, 
Really appreciate you all tuning in. I want to say again, thank you all so much. As I was getting ready for the show, um, I'm just extremely grateful, you know, that we have the opportunity to do this. I'm grateful for each and every single one of you. The fact that you guys tune in, you engage. Obviously, right now, you know, it's a little bit slower time of year, right? Recruiting dead period. Signing day is in the rear view. Um, you know, basketball season's going the way it is. Baseball's 10 days away. You know, not a ton going on, right? It, it's funny, right? You you guys tune in during football season, too, and it's just like the floodlines are – or the floodlines. The phone lines are flooded from start to finish. And, and again, I, I think that's honestly <clears> – <throat> I think that's honestly one of the reasons why social media gets as out of hand as it does because – during football season, right, we, we've got something pretty much every day. Like, we've got football to talk about. You know, we're in the midst of the emotions of games. we got Shane Beamer speaking to the media. we got coordinators speaking to the media. we got this. we got that. Like, every day there's something. And it's almost like when we get to this time of year, right, or when we get past football, there's so much more free time. And it's like folks don't know how to release – that pent-up energy, other than just losing their collective minds on social media. So, it makes it a lot of fun. Either way, though, again, 843-790-3377. That is the number you can call, you can text, whatever you like. Whatever you like, would love to hear from you. Dave Garrix has loved the thought of a hotel balcony overlooking the field. That would be cool, Dave. That would be very cool. Um, guys, something I'm thinking about, by the way, that came up um, this morning that I, I just started to think, you know, of course, I... I I do think, I do think that the the move for football season, speaking of Dave Garrick, Dave's a guy that's probably going to help me out this year. I do think the move for football season is most likely going to be live stream watch-alongs from the studio and post-game shows. I don't know that we'll do a pre-game show. I just don't really know that there's any point in that because, you know, we've already said everything we're going to say, right? Two po- At that point, three podcasts – and 10 hours of live show, right? I mean, we, we've said it all. We've broken down everything, every way you can think. So I'm thinking live stream watch-alongs. Probably we go live 10 or 20 minutes before kickoff. We stay live through the entire game. And then we, we I don't know if I'm going to end that and start a new live stream for the post-game show or if I'm going to just feed right. And I'll probably cut it off and then get resituated, get set up with the phone line, stuff like that. And then... We will have probably 30 minutes after the conclusion of every game. We will have our post-game show, call-in post-game show for about an hour. So I, I think that's happening. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like 98% on that. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I think that's the move personally. I think there's a market for the post-game show. I, I think capitalizing on people's raw emotion and reaction to the games, I, I think is a huge plus and a huge draw for us and, you know, it's it's it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand why it would be much more efficient, why I'd be much more efficient at creating content from the studio than, you know, in the stadium. I mean, we all know the service issues that happen in stadium. It's just an absolute nightmare. Um, with that being said, though, I was thinking about the spring game. And that may be our first run of this, to be honest with you. Um, I may not be at the spring game. I, I actually may do a double dip and do a live stream watch-along for baseball and the spring game, and then we can do even a post-game show after the spring game. So nothing set in stone right now, but um, creating content is just beginning to really outweigh the draw of going and being there in person, which makes a lot of sense because my entire business is around creating the best possible content, right? 
I think it'll also put more of an emphasis. Again, I've talked with people, Dave Garrick. I want to give Dave a lot of credit, man. Dave's a guy that um, <clears throat> I do talk to and is someone that I, I respect in regards to business and, and life in general. And um, Dave provides a lot of great perspective for me and is someone that, somebody that when I talk to him, you know, I, I genuinely feel like he has the best interest of myself and the business in mind. So I appreciate Dave. But uh, he had mentioned this, that, you know, it puts a bit of more, it puts more of a premium on our tours, our spring tour, our summer tour, what have you, to drive people to come out. You know, if you want to interact, you want to shake hands, you, you, you want to conversate in person, that'll be the opportunity to do it, right? So, again, this is all I'm just kind of thinking out loud with you guys and giving you guys an idea of where my, where my head is at. But uh, to be honest with you, the amount that I go to games in person is probably going to – it's going to lessen inevitably. It's it's going to lessen. I mean, the, the reason why I stayed outside of games, I stayed outside of two games, Georgia and Charlotte, this past season. And I watched the game. My good friend C, who's in the Big Cock Club, we were out there in the in the uh, in the RV lot, and I just simply did that because I was trying to create content. I was at the Georgia State game, and it was a complete nightmare. I mean, it's just no service in the stadium. Can't even post a halftime video. Can't do anything. So. Um, you know, that's why I stayed back. And thank goodness, I you know, I, I went into the, the A&M game, the Tennessee game, all that good stuff. Um, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because, I mean, I still love going to games. And there's nothing like being in there. But uh, that's the direction we're moving. That's the direction we're moving. Again, you, you got to look out what's best for business and what makes sense. And, uh, you know, again, my, my, my obligation and my end goal is to create the best possible content possible. And the, the best way that I can do that is hanging back and being in the studio. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what we're probably going to do. So, again, I, you, you guys will know all the details long before we get to kick off. You know, I'll, I'll officially uh, put the news out there, what have you, what our plan is. And I also just like to try different things, guys. I mean, I, you know, we, we might do this for a season, and I might hate it. I, I might genuinely just hate it and say, hey, okay, we learned. We will evolve, we'll adapt, and we won't do that again. We will go back to going to the tailgate and, and going in the stadium and all that good stuff. That that turned out to be a lot better. But um, I do like to try different things, you know what I mean? So I was thinking about two live stream watch-alongs for baseball. I, I, I don't know how often that's going to happen realistically. Maybe if it's like a really, really big game. You know, it'll happen for every football game, but there's only 12 of them. There's only 12 of them. Um. Andrew, there, there won't be a halftime show. I'll continue to just do uh, – well, actually, that's a fib. That's a fib because if we're doing the live stream watch-along, we'll be live during halftime. We'll be live during halftime. So I'll be live at halftime recording my halftime update video, right? So it'll be kind of funny. You guys will be watching me do that video. Um, so I better not mess up. Anyways, though. Anyways, um, I, I just don't know. You know, with football, there's only 12 games. So, it make, no, duh, you're going to go live for every one of them. Baseball, we might pick and choose our spots. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe so. You never know. Maybe so. I mean, heck, it might start this. It might start with the uh, the Carolina Clemsuck series. Truly. I mean, that, that, that might be a good trial run because I, I'm not going to Clemsucks Friday. That's not happening. I'd be a fool to do so. I'm honestly... I'm 50-50 if I'll go to the game in Greenville, even though I live 10 minutes away. You know, I've talked to you guys about reasons why I, I don't really feel like I need – you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, 
I've talked to you guys about reasons why, you know, my number one priority at this point going to games is my privacy and, and protecting my safety and, uh, you know, not putting myself in a situation in which those who should not have access to me in person would have access to me in person. So, anyways, we'll figure that out. But I do think live stream watch-alongs will play along with it during the baseball season. I think it's definitely going to be a thing during football. And, and the post-game call-in show, I, I, I am damn near confident. I'm pretty confident saying it's going to be it's going to be a thing in, in the football season. And, I, and I, again, I just think it's something where there's just such a great market for it, and it would go nuts. I mean, it would go nuts. And, and the calls would be unhinged. The calls would be crazy. What I will probably and what I plan on doing is before the football season – I am going to upgrade my setup to where I can put people on hold. Like, I'm going to get a soundboard to where I'm not taking calls the way I am now. Um, yeah, so anyways, guys, that's just kind of me rambling. Nick Steady says, developmental project at Fairgrounds is a big deal for many reasons. Big day for Gamecock football. Ray Tanner should speak at two. He should or he is, Nick? Because <clears throat> I haven't seen anything. He should or he is? You let me know. I have not seen anything. I would love to know if you do know. Um, how about Aaliyah Boston, player of the week? And Raven Johnson gets freshman of the week. How about that? Feels good to be good. Dawn Staley's team just keeps on. They keep on keeping on. Nick, if you've seen anything, if you've seen like a post or something where he's going to speak it to... Um, let me know. Oh, not confirmed. Okay. All right. I, I thought I missed something. Ruination, you should just do a message line, letting people just go off and play about five minutes of some of the best ones. Well, I mean, that's, you know, Ruination is kind of funny. <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of what, that's kind of what the, the, I mean, the voicemail line sort of serves as like on the Monday show, but I've just realized that we need, like, we need like a whole separate show just for the, for the voicemails because they, dude, they get unhinged, bro. The voicemails are crazy, especially when we lose. And it, and it's just – and it more so reinforces that, like, negative news moves the needle because when we win, you know, we'll get six or seven, seven or eight voicemails, something like that. But when we lose, we'll get, like, 30 to 40. I'm not even joking. Like, it, it is a ridiculous amount. I, and I got so many voicemails telling me to, to F off or go in a ditch and die or, what, like, whatever some of the wildest – some of the wildest things. Some of the wildest things. But, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of folks calling in under the influence, if you will. So, yeah. Softball season's around the corner, right? Softball season's around the corner. They're, they're about to start, correct? I think they're about to start. Let's see. Gamecock softball. This, yeah, February the... Okay, they, they start next next Wednesday in the Carolina Classic. Yeah. No, excuse me. Opening days in three days. Oh, they're on the road. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So they're about to start then. <clears throat> Gamecock softball is about to start. <clears throat> Okay, softball's at Charlotte on, on today's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday at 6 o'clock. It's on ESPN Plus, too. So, they are playing in the Charlotte Invitational. They'll play Thursday at 6, 
Friday at 12.30, Saturday at 5.30, Sunday at 12.30, and then Sunday at 3. So, a lot of games. A lot of games. I don't know if anybody in here watches watches softball. Yeah, Connor. Yeah, it's a tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I actually went to a game last year. I think I maybe went to two, but I went to a game. It's actually a lot of fun. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a diehard, you know, softball watcher, softball fan, what have you. Um you know, but it is a fun game. It's it's very fast-paced, fast-moving because the field is so small. Um, it is a cool thing. So, anyways, good luck to Beverly Smith and and Gamecock softball. Yeah, it's it's we we need we need to get back to we need to get back to winning ways. I, I know they had a really really rough year, and then and then uh and then Clem sucks. They 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 get a. They get a softball program, and all of a sudden, they're better than us, and they've existed for 30 seconds. <laughs> like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense how that happened, but, you know, Lynn Turner says they used to keep the book for Gamecock softball tournaments. That's awesome. Lynn, that's awesome. You know, keeping the book is something that's very underrated for baseball and softball, you know what I mean? It, it's a great way to keep you in the game, you know, because baseball is obviously a game where the mind can drift, you know what I mean? Most people... For most people, baseball is a <clears throat> it's a social event. I mean, which is fine, which is fine. Uh, but that's the beauty of the game, too, is you can – and I think it was Joey Votto that had the clip where he said, you know, I love our game. He's like, you know, you, you, can, you can go to a game and keep the book and be locked in on every pitch, or you can go to a game and have a beer and, and, and watch an inning and still have a great time, you know. The great American pastime, and I, I love it. I love it. I mean, listen, baseball is my favorite sport. It's not really a secret. Um, I love football and everything that comes with football. But I love baseball. I just love the game. I love the game as a whole. I love golf, too. Love golf, too. I've been <laughs> I've been hitting the golf course like a junkie lately, man. I've been all about golf. And, I, I by the way, I know I said I was going to do this. I promise you tonight because I got a request from my guy, Dalton, as well. I know Brennan M. was asking about it. Um, I am going to beef up the golf collect because I need some stuff for me too. I'm I'm going to <clears throat> beef up beef up the golf collection. Um beef up the golf collection tonight. So all your favorite collections, we're going to put them on black and white Adidas polos and the Adidas quarter zips. They're really nice. We got the quarter zips black, white and gray. The polos, they've got black and white. I don't know if they have a gray. I have to check. I, I know black and white for certain. though. But uh, those will look really, really cool. So any of my golfers out there, people who just like golf apparel that uh, or, or like polos, you want to rock onto the tailgates, rock into whatever. You want to look at Austin Gregory says, Beamer ball, golf balls. You know, that's something where, so I, I, I've been getting the TSUS and the Big Cock Club logo balls from Vice Golf, <clears throat> right? From Vice Golf. And <clears throat> I, I'm sure there's a company out there that I could get that I could get the golf the golf balls at wholesale, right? That I could get the golf balls at wholesale, but um, I just haven't looked into it. I'll be honest with you, I just haven't looked into it. So let, let me do some digging. Let me do some research. Austin Gregory also says, "How about a TSUS golf tour?" Yes, that's something I've definitely Austin pondered. Yes, that's. I would like to do it if I did that. I would do like a TSUS charity golf event where maybe we had some of the Gamecock greats. or You know, I mean, we could just do it as a fan. Thanks, screw it. You know, just like a, just, hey, it's this for an entry fee. It's this for a team. And 
have at it. You know what I mean? And we'll spend the money on on all the fees and stuff, but also the the prizes and what have you. And, and we'll make it a really, really fun thing. Um, I don't think it would really be that hard to set up because, I mean, how many times do golf events happen? It's pretty common. It's a pretty common thing. So I could see that happening like end of April, into May, something like that. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be this year or not. It could be. It could be. No doubt. It could be. Um, yeah. So. Anyways. So it sounds like Spencer Rattler is on. Uh, what What is he on? He on Gamecock Central show. That's interesting. Not bad. Speaking of Rattler, you see the hat. Beamer Rattler 2023. Get your merch now, folks. Hey, kickoff will be here before you know it. You also want to rock it to the spring game, right? You want to rock it to the spring game. <clears throat> yeah, Craig Phillips, I, I, I'll tell you this, man. I, I've been tearing up some golf in Greenville, man. I've been tearing it up. So. Okay, he already aired it. Started at 11, ended at 12 because they knew TSUS was about to start. That's funny. Yeah, I was looking at the numbers. I was like, damn, this is pretty good. We got this many people in here. If uh, if Spencer Rattler's speaking live right now. Gad, yeah, I'm down for a putt-putt tournament. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, guys, quick update in case you missed it. No TDC next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. The podcast will release as normal, but uh, I will be out of town for the first half of the week. Uh, be on a ski trip, having having a good old time, enjoying ourselves. And uh, so I will not be in studio, will not be rocking TDC Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I will try. We'll see if – we'll see about sliding Mark Ryan to maybe Friday, maybe double dip on Thursday, I, something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm even going to probably have to cancel my, my, my appearance on Mark Ryan on Monday because I'm, I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy. So – um, I'm taking a little bit of time, you know, before the grind of baseball really kicks in. Not that we don't have flexibility and that it's some like, oh my God, the grind, but you know, just, just figure why not, you know, doing a little special thing for Valentine's day, taking care of those who are important to me. So we're going to have us a really, really good time looking forward to it and appreciate you guys, <clears throat> your understanding and rocking with us. So anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That is 843-790-3377. Andrew Horrell says Hilton Head is the best golf. Yeah, we'll be down there. Yeah, we'll be down there soon. We'll be down there soon. Excited to get back down to Hilton Head. Um, I'm actually going to the Heritage this year, so we're, we're looking forward to that. Going to be down in Hilton Head for Heritage Week. I've never been. I've never been, so really, really looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. So, um, Taylor says, will the press conference be live streamed about the developments? <clears throat> Sorry if this has been asked. No, Taylor, you're fine. It hasn't been asked. And I don't, we, the problem is we don't know when the presser is going to be. Uh, do you know, Taylor, is this something that I'm just, I'm, I'm behind with? Do, do you know? I, I have not seen anything in regards to when this is going to take place. Um, so, let's see. I mean, I, I, I have not seen anything. I have not seen anything. I've seen nothing. So, if y'all figure something out, if y'all see something, I like I said, I haven't heard a word. 
Yeah. Yep. I haven't heard a word. So. Uh, Austin Gregory, what's your handicap? Great question, Austin. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not really playing enough right now to keep one. Um, <clears throat> I would say that I'm somewhere probably if I had to guess between a seven to ten, something like that. You know, when I'm playing often, which is which is right now, I'm I'm shooting high seventies, low eighties. You know, I'm 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 pretty solid. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and you know, not, and I my goal is to be damn near a scratch golfer. My my goal is to be damn near scratch. I, I love the game. I, it's it's you know again. I, I've I've told you guys I'm either playing all the time or not at all. So I'm really trying to get my golf in because once football season hits, it, it'll be you know I don't really know how much I'll play, but uh, I love it, man. It's it's such a you know I, I played growing up. I played competitive golf till I was 16 years old, and then I finally chose baseball and golf. Sort of went in the background, but my dad played college golf. My grandfather loved it, and uh, you know. I, I love it myself, and I love the challenge of it, right? Golf is golf is such a hard game, but because it's so hard, it is so rewarding when you play well. I mean, it's just so, when, you, when you, like, bro, when you flush one, when you flush a ball and you just, I mean, you square it up and you hit it straight, there are a few better feelings than that, really, truly. You know what I mean? It's like, anyways. Brian Dean says 84 to 64. He's got Missouri getting the dub. Um, my score prediction, I've got the graphic saved. Let's see. I've got 74 to 63, Missouri. So I've actually got us covering, believe it or not. I've got us covering. I've got us covering. So how about it? Um, yeah, Craig, I'll let you know, my guy. Greg Benger, so you were a very good golfer. I mean, I'm not a hacker, Greg. I'm not a hacker. I'm not perfect, but I'm not a hacker. I'll put it that way. I'm not a hacker. Right now, I'm just really working on my misses, right? Because here, here's the thing. Anybody can hit one dead straight every now and then, but it's about your misses getting smaller. That's what makes the pros the pros, right? It's like their misses are extremely small, right? I mean, they 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 can hit the green, but they're 30 feet away, and it's like a terrible shot for them. That's why they're the best in the world. You know what I mean? So um, I'm trying to shrink my misses and make it more so where my miss is just off the fairway, just off the rough, not blasted in the woods, right? So, which I know we can, <laughs> most of you can probably relate to. Um, Greg Bedinger, I think we play, or says, I bet we play decent tonight. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt you know, I wouldn't doubt after all the all the craziness that happened with Gigi Jackson. I, I wouldn't doubt if they played their best and and we. I mean, dude, we're we're gonna win another game. We're we're going to win another game. We are. I I fully believe we're gonna win another game. Will it be tonight? I don't know, but we're gonna win another game. If Michi Johnson can click, I I think that's the big one, right? We talk all this talk about Gigi Jackson and Hayden Brown and Chico and. Josh Gray and others, and those guys are all important. But it seems like when Michi plays well, it seems like the rest of it clicks, right? So you just got to hope he's hot. I mean, you got to cross your fingers and hope he's hot. And, you know, if he is, I think you got a chance, and I think everything else falls into place. But what does Michi do? That's the big question tonight. So that's the that is the big, big question tonight. Let's see. Let's take a look at Missouri. 
it's so funny, man. I, I I was talking to the Big Cock Club Discord about this, and like, and I know y'all don't even mind because it's it's, dude. I I literally like. I used to do like full on like game previews and in depth, you know, game, and it's like I, I just I don't do that as much anymore because because nobody gives a damn. Uh, South Carolina's not had a ton of success when it's traveled to take on the Tigers in Missouri. They've only won one game in six tries in Como. The one win in Missouri came in a sixty-three to fifty-three win on January the twenty-eighth. 2017. So we are one in five in Como. Mm. Big yikes. Big yikes. Big, big, big yikes. Dennis Gates, first season as Mizzou's coach. So a pair of first year head coaches. A pair of first year head coaches. Good God. According to NCAA.com, the Tigers are a top 15 team in the country in points per game as they're averaging 81.9 points per contest, which ranks them 15th. Missouri currently ranks tied for 12th in the country, averaging 17.1 assists per game. They also rank 15th in bench points per game with 28.9 bench points per contest. None of that bodes well. None of that (laughs) I don't feel like anything I just read you makes us feel any better. So... All right, am I frozen on yours, Andrew? Am I frozen on mine? Um, so literally, we're one in five at Mizzou. They're top 15 nationally in offense, and we are who we are. So none of that seems to bode really well for this game tonight. <laughs> and we're also a 13 and a half point underdog. So, you know, we'll see. We shall see. That's literally the definition. That that's that's the definition of this season. Here goes nothing. You know what I mean? Here goes nothing. If if you were to give this basketball season a motto, like if you were to if 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 you just one sentence or one one line, if you will, to define this basketball season, what will what would it be? Again, I, I think mine would be something like, here goes nothing. We'll see. All we got is all we got. <laughs> I can't even say all we got is all we need because we need a lot more than we got. I, Sorry. It just doesn't. All we got is all we need. Doesn't quite apply to Lamont Paris's squad this year. I, I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. All we got is all we got, and we could use a couple more, right? Just the reality. Jay says, is it over yet? <laughs> is it over yet? Brian Dean, 10 days, my friend. Next Friday is the first baseball game. Hey, two weeks from today is your first midweek game. I know we're all excited for that. How can you not be excited, though, for two weeks from today, guys? We'll have TDC noon to two, and then we'll have, we'll have a midweek at four o'clock on a Tuesday. How awesome is that? You know, how awesome is that? I like all we got, it's all we got. No, seriously, Brian Dean says motto is building towards the future. Well, we are, we are for sure. It's just this is the you know this is the the result of ripping off the the Martin Band Aid, and you know it is what it is. So you got to live with the short term, the short term turmoil, right? In order to get to the promised land, so. 
we're all more than happy to do that. We're all more than happy to do that. So. Anyways, guys, I'm excited. I mean, again, a pair of first-year head coaches. And, uh, you know, a Missouri team that's really dangerous, right? Really, really good offensively. And a place that South Carolina has not played well before. Uh, just bottom line, they just have not played well. So, what gives, right? I mean, what 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 gives in this one? You're also a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. Can South Carolina deny or, or do the unthinkable? <clears throat> and also, of course, I mean, I, I think... I think a storyline in this one just has to be G.G. Jackson. And after the the comments over the weekend and just that whole that whole ordeal, what does he do? You know, how does he bounce back? What 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 type of performances he put together? You know, his over under on prize picks as we talked top of the show. What is it, fifteen and a half? I think he, he very well can go over that. Absolutely. I just wonder, does that spark him to play his best basketball? Does he does he find, like, a new level of resolve, right? Because he's going to have to. I mean, Gigi Jackson is going to face scrutiny. He's going to face criticism. He's going to face adversity at the next level. You know, I I, I saw the reaction to, to the LeBron James post yesterday, which I, guys, without getting into the depths of it, I don't really understand why people hate LeBron James to the level they do. He's just a great basketball player. That's how I view it. He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. I'm an MJ guy, but he's the he's one of the greatest. I mean, he's arguably the greatest of all time. But the thing that, to me, makes a guy like LeBron James or makes a guy like, I don't know, man, a, a Bryce Harper or makes a guy like a, like a Tiger Woods, like what makes them great, to me, is their ability to continuously face criticism scrutiny, adversity, and respond to it and use it. Tom Brady's another great example. They use all of that as fuel to their fire, and it elevates their game, right? They don't necessarily need it. They don't need it, but in a way, it fuels them. It fuels them to be great. So I'm curious to see how Gigi Jackson responds because, again, he's going to face that. Right? People are going to be like, oh, this guy was rated this and you were thought of as this. Like, well, let's see it. And the first time he has an off game, here comes the scrutiny. Here comes the criticism. Here comes the big boy media getting after him. Right? So it's, it's, you got to get used to responding, responding the right way, being able to use it as fuel to the fire. Right? Because what happened over the weekend, I mean, it pales in comparison to what he'll face at the next level. I mean, really, truly. In the grand scheme of things, It'll be much tougher with with that professional media and professional markets and the professional fan bases that are much, much more ruthless, I think, than any college fan base he could experience. So. Travi, why was there so much animosity towards you? You've given Gigi all the praise that you were truthful about the state of affairs of our basketball team. Um, yeah, I mean, Travi, if you really want to know, it, it felt out of left field to me. It, it felt very, very weird. Um, coming from Gigi himself, I, the, the stuff on social media, how people have reacted that, that Travi goes so far beyond just me reposting a Gigi video, man. It's, it, it goes so far beyond that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of misery, a lot of jealousy, a lot of envy. And, and there's just people that hate that I have a voice, a voice that matters and a voice that people pay attention to and a voice, a voice that people listen to. Right. Anyways. The energy coming from Gigi, that that was that was 
again, I, I said it yesterday and I was pretty harsh about it, but I stand by it. I think it was a kid that was more so just irritated that he got exposed for what he said on his Instagram live. But taking the personal shots at me, taking shots at me, that, that, I mean, again, I've done nothing but praise Gigi Jackson all season long. I mean, that's literally all I've done. You know, showered him with praise of how, how great his game is. And even when others have been saying, man, maybe he's a little bit overrated. He's not playing well. I, I've, I've had nothing, Travi, but positive comments on him. So for Gigi Jackson to come with that energy, it was disappointing. And it's, and it's weird. It's, it's honestly just weird. And it's, again, I, it's not a reflection of me. I don't take it personally. Uh, I don't take it personally in the slightest. It is G.G. Jackson just being pissed off and being butthurt that he got exposed by his own. Look at this, the results of my own actions, the consequences of my own actions. And that's fine. That's He's a kid. He reacted as a kid. You know what I mean? I, I don't expect much more. So, you know, I don't expect much more from him or from any kid for that matter. So... It's all good. It's all love. Again, I don't take any of it personally, and I, I I will continue to shower Gigi Jackson with the praise that he deserves because he's a great player. And you know, again, it will not sway my it will not sway my analysis or thoughts on him, this team, whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. It it, it is what it is, and uh, you know, it's 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 funny him saying that, or, or that people saying that, you know, you don't care if players like you, nobody likes you, you know, you don't care about the university if that's the case. No, because it's just inevitable that, and not, here's the thing, not every player doesn't like me. We have, T, Kai Kroger is a TSUS athlete, guys. Like, we have TSUS athletes. So, to say that every student athlete doesn't like the Spurs Up show, I mean, we got, we got all kinds of athletes that follow us. All, a lot of the, the players at USC follow us. But here's the thing, like, my end goal and my objective is not for the players to like me. Inevitably, they're probably not going to. If they can't, if they can't handle criticism, they're not going to like me. They're just not, you know? And that's okay. Because that's not my number one, that's not my number one obligation. That's not my number one objective, you know? The only way that you can make it where every player likes you is if you never say one critical word about them. And that's just not my lane. So, I mean, I, I, I don't give a damn if Gigi Jackson doesn't like me. That, that does not even literally move the needle for me. doesn't even move the needle. Because, again, I'm a lot nicer than what you're going to face at the next level. They're, they're not going to be as kind at the next level. When they're paying you, openly giving you millions of dollars, they're going to be ruthless. They're going to be ruthless. And so, again, the, the energy that came from Gigi, it's, it's, again, it's not reciprocated at all. It's nothing but love. And he didn't even say anything that outlandish. He said, I was a middle-aged man with a mullet. I chased clout, which is, again, hilarious since I have, like, triple the following that he does. Um, I don't know. It is what it is, bro. Again, he's an 18-year-old kid. I wish him nothing but the best. He's going to have a lot of success. And, and I think that, uh, again, everything that happened over the weekend – Everything that happened over the weekend, he's going to use it to fuel himself to be better. He's got a lot of pressure on him, man. He's got a lot of pressure on him. I totally get it. He uh, he made a mistake. He'll learn from it, move on. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm listen, man. My only obligation is to speaking the truth, to keeping it real, and everything else can fall into place. Everything else does fall into place. Everything else will fall into place, and that's it. 
Craig Phillips says, it's waste management. Open week. How do you think you'd do on number 16? I know I would probably shank it and hit the crowd. Yeah, Craig, how would you do on... How would you do on waste management week on 16? With a crowd, too, bro. And the crowd chanting and screaming and shit. Bro, I'd just love to hit the green. <laughs> just because of the pressure. I would... I don't even know... Here, let's see. Um... Let's see. Let's look at the yardage. 16th at TPC Scottsdale. Let's see. This is coming from 2016. Let's see. So, Scottsdale plays par 316th. You can see in the yardage book, it's 163 yards, a little bit down, no wind. Temperatures above 65 degrees. So, 160. Okay, so 163 down. I'd probably play it front of the green is, let's see. Okay, 37 deep. So let's just say it was 163. Let's say it's a 155, 160 shot. I'd probably, to, to make sure I hit the green, I would probably choke down on an eight iron like hit a three-quarter eight iron just just to make sure i just i I just got it there you know what i mean depending it depends on where the pin is but i'd probably hit something like an eight or a nine yeah because i hit my seven iron 180 so that'd be way too much club so i'd probably go nine iron yeah yeah i I said eight iron i go nine iron i go nine iron for sure yeah maybe like a maybe like a three-quarter smooth swing nine iron so <clears throat> Let's see. Travi, on another topic, wonder how the ending will come about with Rames, Rose, and Upshaw. Rames is the only one arrested. I, I think, Travi, yeah, it's it's who knows, man. Who knows? It's uh you know. Who knows? It's an unfortunate situation, but uh, yeah, I, I guess they've got to go through the whole process in regards to the school, and we'll figure it out from there. Guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday, February the 7th, 2023. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. You know, guys, it's, it's I think the thing or one of the things, one of the many things that separates us from others is the consistency. You know, I, I refuse to be inconsistent. Uh, and I appreciate y'all respecting that and, and showing love and tuning in. And, um, you know, it's great to have y'all. It's great to chat with you. And, uh, again, I was getting ready this morning, and I was just thinking to myself, like, how many times have I gotten ready to do TDC? How many times have I gotten ready to do the show? And it's and it's you think about just, like, how many shows we've done and uh, how many we're going to continue to do, but how many we've done at this point. It's, it's, it's pretty special. It's a cool thing, man. 
It's a really, really cool thing. And uh, I, I value this because I, 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 this is the opportunity for me to interact with you all, but utilize my talents, my skill sets, my gifts, chase my dreams, my goals, my ambitions. And, um, you know, I, I'll tell you this, guys, no matter, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I, you know, I never say something's forever. <clears throat> we obviously, you know, I, I obviously have the ability to pivot and change my mind and do different things, but I don't know. I feel like I always want to be involved in content to some degree. You know, I, I always want to be involved in content to some degree because I, I, I really do highly value being able to express my opinions, to being able to express my thoughts, to chatting with you all, to, you know, I value doing this. I greatly value doing it. I greatly value doing it. And I'm extremely grateful that you all, um, you know, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for each and every single one of you. Again, y'all's love, y'all's support um, means the absolute world to me. It means the absolute world to me. So, again, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Coach Ford, we're still kind of waiting on the information with those guys. Hey, Jeff Gulledge, I appreciate the love, my guy. This is the greatest show out there. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. David Barnes, firing Martin was the right move. That being said... How would this team be right now with Gigi, Devin Carter, Levesque, Stevenson, Hannibal, and whoever else transferred? I mean, listen, David, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. I I think a lot, I have no problems with the question, but I think a lot of people pose that question and they, they use that as a sense of, well, you know, this is why we shouldn't have fired Frank. But I mean, what's to say we wouldn't have been sitting in the exact situation we're basically in right now, which is not going to the tournament. You know what I mean? Like, do, do, do we really, do we really believe, do we really believe that not firing Frank would have mixed, or excuse me, what would have fixed all of our problems? I mean, do we actually believe that? Right? Do we actually believe that? So, Devin Carter went to Providence. <clears throat> went to Providence. Anyways, guys, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how we didn't build off that final four, man. This is crazy. Travis Allen says, Christy, you know when the Beamer's next press conference will be? Yeah, he won't have another presser until probably start of spring practice, which I mean, crazy enough, it's it's not that far away. <clears throat> if the spring game is April the fifteenth. He won't have 
I mean, we'll we'll probably start spring practice. What first week of March? It ain't that far off, right? It's not that far off. So, so we'll we'll probably hear from him for them. We it, we'll we'll probably hear from him then. Um, but you know, it, it'll be a little bit. I mean, they're I don't know exactly what they're doing right now. I guess I, I guess they're recruiting still. Maybe I don't know if it's a dead period or what the deal is of recruiting right now. Uh, guys, we'll have Mark Ryan on the show tomorrow. We will have J.C. Sherbert on the show on Thursday. Really excited to get J.C. on, especially because um, <clears throat> because we didn't get to talk to him last week about the Nicholas Harbor stuff. And, yeah, excited to hear his thoughts, his overall opinions on that. So, Jesse Jacobs was just getting into it with a Clemson buddy. said, Clemson sucks buddy, by the way. Said, gun situation would never happen with Dabo. Got me thinking. Has something like that ever happened since he's been there? Not that it matters. Just an unfortunate situation by now. I'm curious. They've had their set of issues. I mean, I, I don't have off the top of my head every little thing that's happened since Dabo's been the coach there, but they they've had their they've had their issues. It's I mean, I I, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of weird to be like I mean, everything's fair game. Obviously, when it comes to your rival. But um I don't know, man. I think it's kind of weird to, like, be using that as a huge flex that, like, oh, your players got arrested. I mean, I, you know, again, everything's fair game and love and war and all that, but I, Clem sucks fans saying that is It's just silly, bro. It's just silly. It's, it's just silly. So, wow. How about this? This is a – hold on now. This, this is crazy. <clears throat> this is crazy. For the 22nd straight season, a Georgia Bulldog and LSU Tiger will play in the Super Bowl. How about that? How in the how does that happen? 22 straight years, a Georgia Bulldog and an LSU Tiger. That's crazy, dude. That that's a crazy stat. That's a crazy stat. That is a crazy stat. Sammy Potkins. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Braddock843, no better Gamecock content than the Daily Crow. Keep it coming. Hey, I appreciate you, Braddock. You're the man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Bruin Nation, I, I know some player got in like a crash or something. I, I don't even know, man. I, like I said, I just don't really don't – I really don't keep up with it. Travis says, seems like timing has haunted us on men's basketball. We get a GG, but we have no supporting cast. The state of South Carolina as a whole produces really good basketball talent. We just can't put it together ever. I mean, here's a hot take for you, Travi, and it's it's going to be extremely hot. Again, I don't even say it seriously because here's the thing. I don't see a reason why we can't be good at basketball, men's basketball, right? Especially when you look, and I know it's, it's a completely different game, but, like, you look at what Dawn Staley and company are doing. And so it's just like, man, like, if, if they can build it to that level – you know, why can't we have a competent men's product? I more so think about, like, if College of Charleston can be ranked in the top 25, how can South Carolina not get players good enough to be competent, right? Sometimes I just wonder, I'm like, maybe we're just not a men's basketball school. 
Like, maybe that's the thing we have to accept is not our thing. And I, and I'm and listen, I know that's stupid. I understand. I, I know that's not a, a good means of operation. But I, I just, I mean, you know. I've told you guys before. Football's football. It's king. We love it. Baseball, great tradition, high expectations. We take a lot of pride in our baseball program. Women's basketball, championships, elite, dynasty, dynasty, if you will. Men's basketball. I mean, it's just there. It's just kind of there. Like, does anybody look forward to it? Does anybody get excited about it? I, I They would if we had a good product, for sure. I mean, they absolutely would. But, I mean, it's just kind of there. It's unfortunate, but it's like, do we have to, do, do we have to, but then again, but then you you could just, and I see Jeff, he says, no schools were ever a men's basketball school today were. I mean, yeah, Jeff, you, you could easily refute my argument by saying, well, is Alabama a men's basketball school? Is Tennessee a men's basketball school? Is you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's there's other schools in the SEC that are not traditional powers that are winning. I mean, how, how in the world is Alabama as good as they are? What is Alabama doing? <clears throat> what is Alabama doing? You know what I mean? So. John Ember, you're the man. I appreciate you. Coach Ford says, we ignored it so long after Frank McGuire, Bill Foster, and Felton failed. I came up on Carolina basketball when Dave Odom was the head coach. Because obviously I told you guys I became a diehard Gamecock early 2000s, end of 02, beginning of 03. My my first teams, my favorite teams, my first teams, if you will, were like the Carlos Powells, Torrance Kinsey's, Ronaldo Balkman's, Zam Fredericks, those teams. And Carolina basketball was exciting at that point. I mean, I think 04. Did we go to the tournament 04, I think? Right? And then 05 and 06, we won the NIT back-to-back? Something like that? I mean... South Carolina basketball was fun. Dude, Ronaldo Balkman was the man, dude. Ronaldo Balkman... Ronaldo Balkman is probably my favorite Gamecocks basketball player of all time. Yeah, Baltman would, dude. There was nothing more fun than watching Ronaldo Baltman on an alley oop, dude. Nothing more fun. Those were fun, dude. Those were fun years. Those were real. Remember the Zam Frederick buzzer beater against Florida? What a time that was. What a time that was. I think the Dave Odom era was pretty solid. I mean, I, it wasn't great by any means, but like, bro, I like. Here's the thing, and there's some, you know, because I, I know our guy, Mark Ryan, who will be with us tomorrow, he, he's all about setting expectations and setting high standards, and and, and I and I get that. But, like, it's funny, like, bro, I'm to the point, I'd take going to the NIT every year. Just any postseason. Just give me any postseason. And I say that from almost more selfishly the content side than anything because – at least if you're going to the NIT, like, you're solid, right? Like, you're not just completely terrible. You're solid. Which makes me think, how did a couple more of those Frank Martin teams not get to the NIT? I don't really understand it. 
I mean, I feel like we had some decent teams that could have made some noise in those tournaments. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, I'd take NIT, man. I'd really take the NIT. Because at least, bro, at least you have a pretty fun season. You have postseason ball to talk about. Postseason ball to watch. You're playing for something. At least you're playing for something. You know what I mean? I'd take the NIT. I don't know about y'all, but I'd take it. I'd, I'd take it in a heartbeat. I'm to the point I'd take it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. That's just me, though. <laughs> That's just me. I'd take a yearly NIT appearance. We got to walk before we can run, right? We got to walk before we can run. So give me the NIT or give me death. This is a complete side note. But uh, my guy hit me up last night. Hmm. Anyways, my guy hit me up last night. How many of y'all are on the uh, the Hogwarts Legacy grind? I know that's probably like the dorkiest thing I've ever said on this show. <laughs> any 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 gamers out there? Any gamers out there on that Hogwarts Legacy grind? And there's a lot of folks that may not even admit it, but that that game has taken social media by storm, man. People getting on the hog the Hogwarts grind. <laughs> uh Hmm. My guy sent me a screenshot last night. Him playing Hogwarts. Chase says he's getting the game Friday. boy Slayer Queens. Gad's getting the game. Look at this. Gavin says, Chris, are you on COD? We, uh, we run it on COD every now and then. We, 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 we run it on COD every now and then. Yeah, I, I run it on COD, Gavin. I got the Modern Warfare 2 yeah, every now and then. I got the PS5, as many of you probably saw over uh, a couple weeks before Christmas. Just was, was actually, it's funny, I was actually upgrading my phone at Verizon. And I saw the PS5 in there. And I was like, y'all got any of those left? They said they had one left. And I was like, I feel like it's meant to be. Like, I feel like I should buy this because they're so rare. Like, nobody's got a PlayStation, it seems like. Or you just can't find them. So I was like, you know what? Why not? So, yeah, I, I really got it to be ready for when the new NCAA comes out. That's really why I got it. So, um. I'm not a huge gamer, to be honest with you. I, I do love the simulation content, which I, I've said this before, guys, but it is so funny. Like, there's people that, there's some, there, there's there's people on social media that, like, hate on that. They think it's, like, the dumbest content ever. It's so stupid. It's so cringe. It's so this. And I'm just like, why can't people just have fun? What, like, what, that's the, that's, like, the weirdest thing in life is 
It's the weirdest thing in life is that people just can't allow others to enjoy themselves without trying to rain on the parade. Not everyone, but there's some people, right? Like that simulation content we do, it's, it's just meant to be lighthearted, fun, a way to kill the time before kickoff. It's, it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's nothing more, nothing less. And you've got some people that just, they just want to knock it and they just want to talk, sh- they just don't want to talk shit. It's just like, why? Like, why does it bother you? Who cares? I don't know, man. It's we'll never know. We'll never know. Anyways, though, um, the the season simulation series will obviously have to do it um, with NCAA 14 again with the college ball revamp mod because the new game's not out. So another another year of doing that. Luke RJ says in the Big Cock Club Discord. I've heard we were really good for 20 years in the 60s and 70s in the ACC for men's basketball. That, that was the Frank Frank McGuire years, right? Yeah, Frank McGuire years. Yeah, we were good for a while. Alex English. Uh, guys, so I'm, I'm sure, again, you guys have seen all the rumors in regards to Williams-Brice Stadium and the big announcement that Ray Tanner is going to make and, and what have you, and there's a rumor out there that Williams-Brice Stadium will be getting downsized. Okay? We'll be getting downsized. East upper, south upper, Gone to make way for condos, hotels, whatever. I, I don't know all the details. That is the rumors, though, we're seeing on social media. What are you guys' thoughts on that? What are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Is it just is what it is? What do you think? It's crazy. It's interesting. It's interesting, right? It's interesting. Austin, I, I think you're going – I'll tell you this, Austin. I'll tell you this. I think you're going to see this across the board, though. I, I really do. I think you're going to see stadiums downsize and focus more on the premium fan experience. You know what? On that note, <laughs> on that note, it's so – and maybe I shouldn't even speak on it, but it's just so funny because it's like – People want to say that I make this move or that move or this move or that move. Just he's all about money for this month. Like the University of South Carolina doesn't operate in the exact same way. Like USC is a business. So if they're going to downsize Willie B, guys, guess what? They're doing it for business. They're doing it to make money. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just kind of find that ironic. Uh, anyways, though. Anyways. Um, I just think you're going to see a lot of stadiums. Like, I don't think stadiums are going to get bigger. Let's just put it that way. As much as we'd love to see a 100,000-seat Williams-Brice Stadium, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to get bigger. I, I think you're going to see more stadiums focus on the premium experience because going to a game is, is becoming so ridiculous monetarily, right? The financial investment that it takes to go to a game that it's already becoming a premium experience. It is. 
It truly is. And, I mean, how else, let me put it to you this way. If if these rumors, <clears throat> if these rumors are true, I mean, why else would they be doing it other than other than money? If they're going to put up a hotel, this, that, whatever, condos, who's that for? You know what I mean? Who's that for? I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, and we'll hear more, the, the rumor somebody posted is that Ray Tanner's having a, a private media only ordeal at 1:30 and I, I guess maybe we'll, we'll we'll hear some news sometime today but I mean you know I, I listen I Ray Tanner will speak more on it but USC trying to make money moves man I respect it I respect it but it, it will if 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 and if 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 Willie B's getting downsized that I I don't think there will be a positive reaction to that. I really don't. I, I I I don't think so. I think people will be very upset. Think about people that have season tickets in those areas. You know, I, I, it's just I, I don't know, man. Like like I mean, you see the shirt, right? If it ain't swaying, we ain't playing. <clears throat> Willie B. It's it's I don't know, man. To touch Willie B. You know, to to alter Willie B. To that degree is. I don't know. I don't know. It just it seems like a, an interesting move, an interesting move, and it's it'd be kind of a sad thing if it does happen. It'd be kind of a sad thing. I mean, really, truly, when you think about it, because Willie B lives in such lore, you know what I mean? And like to make that drastic of a change, again, this is hypothetical, but uh, so, anyways, I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Ray Tanner's got to say, and we'll react accordingly. But uh, hopefully it's going to be coming soon, because Sports Talk just kind of gave us a cliffhanger there yesterday. And I'm checking all these all these media boys, and I'm seeing nothing. So I'm seeing nothing. <clears throat> So, anyways, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into another break. Yeah, we just this is just your basic Madison, just a basic uh, – it's actually kind of garnet and black a little bit. Just a basic mug here. But, uh, anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick break. On the other side, hey, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more here on this Tuesday. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday, February the 7th, 2023. Uh, anyways, appreciate you all tuning in. I see Gamecock fan. Go Cox, baby. What's going on? Rename the spring tour the final tour because you're cooked. Eh, I disagree, but what do I know, you know? What do I know? <laughs> no, there'll be many a tour. We'll have the spring tour. We'll have the summer tour. We might even have another tour. I don't know. We might even, might even have another tour. So many, many more, my friend. This is just the beginning. 
This is just the beginning. Whether that's exciting news to you, whether that's depressing news to you, it does not matter. Uh, we will keep rocking. We will keep rolling again. So excited for what's in store for sure. And we've got big, 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 big news on the way that uh, I will let you guys know what it is when it officially gets finalized. But uh, it, it's it's going to be it, it is going to be life changing, business changing, going to change the landscape in a way, no doubt. So, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Here on this Tuesday. Hey, man, I've always got a smile on my face. <laughs> I've always got a smile on my face, my friend. There is no pain, I can assure you. We got like a jet over going the studio here. Um, let's see. Blind Squirrel, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Jimmy Mendio, you're the man. You're the man. Lynn Turner says that's what they're doing. They're going to price some of us 30-plus year season ticket holders right out of the stadium. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I'm just guessing. Again, Lynn, I'm, I'm not 110% sure what they're going to do in regards to this whole new initiative they're doing and what's going to happen with Willie B, what's going to happen with ticket prices. But, I mean, is anything going down in price, would you say? I mean, is anything going down in price? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I think you'll probably continue to see those prices go up and uh, everything is – but, you know, I will say this. There was a study done a couple of years ago, and I forget who did it. I forget who did it, but, um, it, you know, it just showed that no matter what happens, whether it be pandemic, it be, uh, you know, the recession, it be whatever, people still spend money on entertainment, which is a beautiful thing when you're in the business and I'm in. You know, they'll cut back on other things. People will cut back on other things, but when it, when it comes to our entertainment, our sports, our merchandise for sports, our tickets, people will make that a priority. So, you know, I think even if the ticket prices go up, I think people are going to continue to, you know, to pay. I mean, I think people are going to continue to go. So, which again, plays really well for when you do what I do for a living and uh, you're in the the entertainment side of things, if you will. So, you know, and I can attest that numbers are, numbers are good. And I appreciate y'all again, the love, the support. Uh, we certainly do feel the love on this side of things. So, uh, anyways, guys, hey, you're more than welcome to call in, text in, whatever you like. Looks like the Gamecocks are at shoot-around right now. South Carolina Mizzou, big game tonight at their place. Gamecocks, that's a beautiful arena, by the way. I will say that. Mizzou has a beautiful arena. It does look good. I don't know. But the Gamecocks are 1-5 there all time, right? We just talked about it earlier. Missouri, a top 15 team nationally in offense. Gamecocks also are 13 and a half point underdogs. So, a um, lot of things going against you. A lot of things going against you. We will see what happens. Um, yeah, Travi, I know we haven't had a call yet. Some days, you know, you just don't have calls. And on that note, Travi, I think you spoke it into existence, my friend. I think you spoke it into existence. Let's jump to the phone lines. Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing on this uh, Tuesday? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Okay. The sp 
spread is what? 15 and a half for Thir- tonight's game? 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Okay, 13 and a half. I knew it was somewhere in the teens. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. Okay, so the spread's 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think I think we I think we uh I think we beat the spread. I don't know why, but part of me thinks we beat the spread. Because, like I said yesterday, we played well against Arkansas. It's just there was some very horrible time management and timeout usage, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think tonight the boys are going to want to prove a point. And I think I think Josh Gray, I think if Josh Gray has another game like he had against Arkansas, and the other players that we need to step up, step up, I think we I think we go into Como and I think I think I think we cover. But I also kind of feel like we're I feel like this is a this is a game that we can win. I'm tempted to pick us to win. Very tempted. I might do that. Okay. I'm very tempted to pick us to win. I think I think we I think we win by I think we win uh 79-70. I love that. Don't sleep on Lamont. Don't sleep on Lamont. Don't bet against the homie Lamont. I, I think I think with after all the all this tomfoolery that's been going on, I think we're ready to prove a point. I think I think we I think we uh, win seventy nine to seventy. I love that. I love that, Robbie. I'd love to see that. I think they're getting I think they're getting sick and tired of being on the Schneid, so they're going to come out and prove a point. Well, I tell you what, man. If I'm going to stay up till 11 o'clock watching South Carolina basketball, uh, I'd like to see us win. Yeah. Who, who schedules these stinking 9 p.m. tip-offs? Who in their right mind does that kind of mess? 7, I understand. 7 or 6 or 6.30, I understand. Or 7.30, I understand. Yeah. But 9 or 9.30, are you insane? That's insane. Absolutely insane. Because if the t- if tips at nine thirty, it's almost midnight by the time you even go to bed. Especially if you travel to the game, it's going to be after midnight by the time you get to your driveway. It just happens, man. I mean, it just ha- hey, we also play. We also play Alabama at nine p.m. coming up. So, oh my god! Yeah, that is that. That's that's uncalled. That's just that kind of mess is just uncalled for. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And they and and I noticed this. Okay, because I watched the UConn game, the women's UConn game. Gino threw a dadgum water bottle onto the floor. 
and got in the re- got in the referee's face and didn't even get a technical or thrown out. Now I believe if Don Staley would have done that mess, she would have gotten tossed. Yeah, what well, probably wouldn't have been good. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't get a technical because I, I guess he didn't get one, right? <laughs> like, like I was like waiting for the referee to put like fill his hands in a T, do, do their hands in like a T formation. I'm like. Tee him up. He just freaking he's on the court. He's probably cussing up a storm and he just threw a water bottle onto the floor. Tee him up and get him out of here. But no, they didn't do that. So somebody's gonna be some somebody's gonna get a talking to before they referee again, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Because they should have they should have tossed him they should have tossed him out immediately. The second he stepped on the floor and threw that water bottle, he should have been gone. The referee should have said, hit the showers, get out of here. You're done. But it didn't happen. It's okay, though. The girls went into UConn and took care of business, as usual. Yeah, who do we – let's see. Who do we have Thursday for the women's? Uh, let's see. We have Auburn at their place Thursday at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, the LSU game Sunday, which we're giving away a pair of tickets, Robbie. So, if you're on Instagram, go enter if you want to try to win some tickets. So, we're, we're, giving, I think, I we're think, giving away I think a pair of GA. On Instagram. Word. Well, we're giving away a pair of general admission tickets to that one. So, we're actually uh, – Tomorrow at five, we'll announce the winner. So that's going to be a great game, man. Okay. It's going to be an awesome game. And I have, and I'm going to, and I've talked, me and him talked to me and uh, Mary and I talked about this uh, last night while we were on our way to Subway. I'm tempted to, like, within the next couple of weeks or within a, like a, like less than a, within like a month, getting tickets to the Sunday game against Clemson for baseball. Really? Okay. I'm very tempted. Because Friday is in Clemson. Saturday will be in Greenville. And then Sunday will be in, will be in Cola. Shoot, if I have to, I'll, I'll buy the tickets and put gas in the car if need be. <laughs> so hopefully I can we can figure something out. But yeah, I yeah, but anywho, yeah, I think we get off the schneid tonight. We get off the schneid and players that we need to step up, step up. So. Yeah, I love that. 79-70, you said. Yeah, 79-70. And if Hayden Brown misses another wide-open layup, I'm going to freaking go absolute bananas, okay? I will go bananas. I will freaking probably want to slap Hayden Brown across the head. Which I'm not. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do it anyways. But I'd be. I'm gonna probably be mad enough to do it because it's absolutely insane that he has missed 
so many wide open layups. You're six five, and you can't make a wide open layup driving into the lane, driving into the paint. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I get it if there's a big, like, almost six foot dude in the way, right? If you miss, right? Because if, if the shot's contested and you miss, I can live with that. But a wide open layup? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, absolutely not. It's uncalled for. I love your passion, I do not Robbie. Want to see I do not want to see us tonight a bunch of dribbling. Just get the ball. Like I've said before, the ball moves faster than the defender. Do a daggum chest pass, okay? Or a quick bounce pass. Do something. The ball moves faster than the defender and moves. Like, set screens, for God's sake. There's too much dribbling. Too much dribbling. And get get Missouri to the point where it's one and done. I would tell Josh Gray, you don't let nobody in whatever colored jersey Mizzou's wearing tonight. Okay, you don't let nobody that's wearing that's not wearing a Carolina that's not wearing a Carolina jersey get a rebound over you. Mm-hmm. If they do, you make them, you make them earn it. Yeah. I don't care if you get called for an illegal elbow. I don't I don't care. You and- make them you make them have to freaking slap the taste buds out of your mouth to get a rebound. That's what I would tell Josh Gray. I love that. Robbie, I'm going to let you go. USC just dropped a video on the uh, stadium project, and I want to I want to air no that. Problem, I want to air that on the one. show. So 79 to 70, go you're ahead. locked no in. Problem. From your lips to God's ears. 70. You got it. All right. Have a good one, buddy. Robbie, you're the man. I appreciate you. I love Robbie to death, but I'm sitting here wanting to post this or, or share this video. Guys, I'm going to actually throw it up on here because I have not even watched it yet. Let's enjoy this together. I'm really curious to see what this is. Let's see. Let me let me go ahead and play it. Can y'all hear that? <clears throat> they just tweeted this. That's the whole video. Okay, so USC drops a... I'm going to go ahead and take this off. USC drops the stadium project. Uh, let's get the details. You, uh, let's see. Sports talk. The US, University of South Carolina announced Tuesday afternoon the start of a process on a potential billion-dollar development project on university-owned land near Williams-Brice Stadium near the CLA. The product, the project would also include further enhancements to Williams-Brice, which currently has the second fewest luxury suites of any SEC stadium. The University Tuesday submitted a formal request for information for the development of more than 800 acres of property. University is seeking developers from across the country who would take part in the project through a comprehensive land use agreement with the university. 
project does not include the university buying the state fairgrounds across the street from Williams Bryce, which has been a popular rumor amongst Gamecock fans. That coming from Sports Talk. And then there's a full there's a full article on uh, South Carolina's website. What could be the most exciting and comprehensive development project ever uptaken in the Midlands? University of South Carolina started the process to determine the feasibility of a major modernization of Williams-Brice Stadium. They could also pave the way for the development of more than four, 800 acres of underdeveloped USC property situated adjacent to the Congaree River, west of the existing Long Family Operations Facility. The project will not include moving Williams-Brice Stadium from its current location or acquiring and developing the state fairgrounds. We have issued a formal request for information, which is the first step in determining the potential scope of the project, as well as identifying possible development partners who have an interest in pursuing a comprehensive land use agreement with the university. The RFI results are due back to the university at the beginning of March. We'll provide the university with an informed understanding of current industry capabilities and practices to better understand or better determine how it moves forward with the procurements. The eventual agreement could generate significant private funding for improvements to Williams-Brice Stadium, allowing for the expansion of the venue's use for other public events in addition to football games. The second phase of the project is the potential for continued private development of more than 17 acres adjacent to Colonial Life Arena west of Park Street. Ray Tanner, quote, we believe this could be a game changer for our university. These projects are envisioned to create a fan experience second to none in college athletics. We're also looking at expanding the variety of events and opportunities the enhancements can bring, which will positively impact the local community. Uh, Ed Walton, USC's Executive Vice President for Administration and Chief Financial Officer, says, We have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to move forward on needed facility improvements through a partnership that doesn't require public financing. We intend to develop a project and select a partner who has a strong track record of creating commercial projects, that benefit the entire community through job creation and new businesses that will make Columbia and the Midlands more vibrant than ever. So a lot, a lot coming to the University of South Carolina. Big time. Very, very big time. And, and I'll say this. You know what I love about this? You know what I love about this? I, I think it's a smart move. I think it's a really, really smart move, Right? Could cost around $1 billion, but again, it's not coming from public financing. So, let's see. Did the big spur? Okay, so the overachieving, or the overarching, overachieving, overarching goals for the project are to make improvements to Williams-Brice Stadium to enhance fan experience while also making the venue more usable on a broader scale, which again, I think is really smart because here's the thing. A move like this would not make sense for a school like Georgia. It would not make sense for a school like Sucks. It would not make sense for a traditional on-campus stadium, right? It would not make sense for those schools. But South Carolina is not those schools. South Carolina is not like them in the sense that you've got Williams-Brice Stadium, which feels much, much more like the way a professional stadium is set up with the fairgrounds and, and, the, and the open land, landscape, if you will. And uh, so I think developing the, I, I think developing the land around it, 
I think is very smart. I, I think that's a really smart thing. And again, I think that was a very vague announcement. Obviously, that doesn't, um, you know, that doesn't tell us what they're doing with the land. But I, I can tell you from people I've talked to, what it sounds like is retail, condos, entertainment, hospitality, right? Those type of things. That's what you're going to see more of. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, I mean, I'm sure this will be a five, six, seven year type project. This is going to take a while for sure to develop the amount of land they're going to be developing. But, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I feel like USC is almost going to be like more a professional atmosphere than a college atmosphere, which is fine, which is fine. But I, and I understand that. Like, I, I get that, right? Like, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Because your stadium's not on campus. I mean, it doesn't really feel like it's like a college type of stadium. You know what I mean? Like, Jacob, yeah, like you're saying, like with Truist Park in Atlanta, like the way they built out the battery, like just the way Willie B is set up, you know, it's it's like, for example, like you look at Georgia Stadium, right? Look at Sanford. They, they couldn't do anything. It's in the middle of campus. You look at Clemson's Stadium. They, they couldn't do anything with that either. It's surrounded by campus and other other athletic facilities. There's not really a whole lot they could do. So I think it's smart for South Carolina to take advantage of all this land around them. And, um, you know, you can't bring campus next to Willie B. You know, there's no transforming Willie B into a into an on-campus stadium. There's no transforming CLA into an on-campus stadium. So why not just enhance the area and, and just create a unique type of experience in Columbia? So, um, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, it's... You know, I think that line says it all, though. Make improvements to Willie B. Enhance fan experience while also making the venue more usable on a broader scale, right? I think it's not just about making the venue better for Gamecock fans. It's about making the venue better for everybody and getting, you know, getting people, again, not just Gamecock fans, but making that a a, a premier destination for people. I, I think that's what it comes down to. So I think that's what it comes down to. Really, really exciting stuff, though. It'll be interesting to hear more details drop on this. So, it'll be really interesting to hear more details drop on this. It'll be really, really cool. Um. All right, that being said, guys, let's go ahead and jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments. Actually, we'll go ahead and jump into this call right here. Here we go. Scotty, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's up? Uh, I was just going to see, when are your plans to drop the, like, preview for the baseball season, like, uh, record-wise and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, next Monday will be the full season preview show. That'll be predictions, projected starting lineup, projected rotation, everything. That'll be the full preview. So, that podcast, if you will, um, and, and that show and that content, that's when that – so next Monday, to answer your question, that's when that all will drop. All right, so I'm not going to, like, ask in-depth, like, record-wise, stuff mm-hmm. like that, because I know you won't give it to me. But <laughs> when you look at that Arkansas series at mm-hmm. Arkansas, because I think, personally, I realize that we have, like, a hard schedule, mm-hmm. but I think it kind of fares out, to be quite honest with you, because we have, like – a really, really easy, in quotation marks, I will say easy, yeah. uh, non-conference schedule. It's not one of the easiest in the country. And then you start off with Georgia and Mizzou, mm. which I think are very favorable um, for us. And then you go to Mississippi State, 
I couldn't tell you much about that one. And mm. then you got LSU at home, which is big. And then you've got Vanderbilt, and then you got Florida. So, I mean, you've got, like, the four game – or the four team weekend schedules back-to-back-to-back-to-back that mm. are going to be the hardest. And then you close it out with Auburn, Arkansas – or Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Mm. But when you look at that Arkansas – weekend trip what what are kind of your thoughts on that mm-hmm. well it'd obviously be tough right i mean bomb bomb is one of the toughest stadiums to play at and that's really one that uh you know I'm, I'm hoping to go to that one and mississippi state or one or the other i'm definitely going to make the trip but um you know our, i mean listen man arkansas is a preseason top 10 team that they're they're going to be really really good this year I mean, i'm just looking actually at d1 baseball right now arkansas ranks eighth in their preseason Top 25. Um, so, obviously, that's a really, really tough road series. I mean, the goal is to get to 15 and 15 or better in conference play, right? You do make a great point, though, and I, just to talk on the non-conference really quickly, that uh, I, I think it's imperative. You know, you look at – you know what's crazy, man? You look at last season, and I was just going back and looking back over it. Yeah, last season was abysmal. I mean, you went 13 and 17 in the league. And that's not good by any means. But – all things considered, with all the injuries you had, like that's actually like not horrific with all the injuries you had. What killed you last year was going 14 and 11 in the non conference. <clears throat> I mean, that's really what did you in, right? Because had you won, you know, six more of those, of those, um, those non conference games or seven more, and you finished with 33 or 34 or 35 wins, there's a good chance you'd have been in the postseason there's a good chance you'd have snuck in, right? Because you just get the benefit of the doubt as an SEC team. You know what I mean? So I think yep. taking advantage of the non-conference early, I mean, you mentioned it, the the opening weekends, I mean, outside of the rivalry series with Clem Sucks, you know, I know I know, Penn was a good team last year, went 33-15. and 15. They gave Texas A&M a headache. But, I mean, you got UMass Lowell to open up with, Penn, you got Bethune-Cookman, you know, your midweeks. I mean, the most difficult, I would say, is, I mean, Charlotte, right? I mean, I, I know I know the teams you lost to last year, the Citadel, PC. I mean, it can't happen, right? If, if those things, let me put it to you this way. If those things are happening again, it'll be obvious what has to happen. And, and then you look at the SEC schedule, like you mentioned, and yeah, you've got the Arkansas and the Mississippi States. What are they going to be on the road? Vandy on the road. But I think all things considered, like, I think the schedule's actually about as favorable as you could ask for an SEC schedule, SEC baseball schedule to be. Because um, you get number one LSU, you get them at home. You get Florida at home. You get Tennessee at home. You get a really dangerous Auburn team at home. Right? And then, I mean, the most daunting road trip is, like you mentioned, the Arkansas series, which will be tough. And the goal in that one, you know, I, I don't think the goal for Carolina should ever be anything other than to win the series. But, hey, realistically, if you're – long as you're not getting swept, right? You, I could live with losing two out of three there. It's not going to bother me, right? It's not an indictment on your entire season. But Kentucky on the road, no big deal. George on the road, you know, they're all tough, right? But manageable. What's Vanderbilt going to be? That'll be tough, but it's not like a crazy stadium. Manageable. Mississippi State, how do they bounce back? I mean, if you look at last year, manageable. So, I mean, you know, we, we all things considered, we uh, I think the schedule works out pretty well. I think the schedule works out pretty well. So, um, yeah, I'm not, you know, here, here's the thing. I'm not really holding anything back from you because I'm not ready to drop a prediction. I will probably go a little bit more conservative with my prediction because I just don't want to set the expectations so high 
and, uh, you know, get let down, to be totally honest with you. But I am optimistic about this group, and, you know, we all believe and, and know. You know, I think we know we're going to have the pitching. It's just all about what do the sticks do. And, yeah, like I said, man, I'm excited to talk about on the Monday show. And, um, you know, I, I think this group has a lot of potential, but just have to swing it. But, yeah, schedule-wise, I think it works out pretty well, and that Arkansas series will be a good one. Well, call me crazy when I tell you this, but I think – I think we match up very well at Arkansas. I really do. Even though it's on the road, from the sound and the look of it, our pitching is our strong suit, obviously. Their hitting is their strong suit. Mm -hmm. Their pitching is a big question mark, just like our hitting. Um, so I feel like it's going to be kind of favorable. They might be mm -hmm. ranked above us, you know, whatever else. And we might be on the road. But I really do think it's going to be more favorable. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I look at the weekend – or not the weekends, the midweeks. I think our toughest is honestly going to be. I mean, you look like we've got North Carolina and Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that one's going to be a tough one. Clemson's always going to be up there. Um, I know a lot of people don't want to even hear me say it, but the Citadel is going to be tough. <laughs> the Citadel. I, I'm a big high guy on the Citadel mainly because a lot of kids that I go to school with. Um, up from Bowling Springs, a lot of them go to the Citadel. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of a, a high guy on the Citadel as far as their baseball program. So, hmm. I know a lot of people don't want to hear me say that. But, I mean, I think the midweeks, some of them can be tough, especially looking into who we play that weekend. Like, you've got the Citadel at the Citadel, and then you turn around and go to Mississippi State. Like, hmm. that's going to be tough on the road. Hmm. And you got North Carolina when you come back from Mississippi State, and then you've got LSU at home. So that little stretch of hmm. eight games right there in two weeks is, I think, going to be probably the toughest hmm. on our schedule. If I'm being honest, because Mississippi State sounds like they're going to be the old Miss of last year. Yeah, um, just kind of from what I've heard around the SEC news, um, so to speak. But I don't know. I think us and Florida are going to battle it out for that third and fourth spot in the East. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I got to be honest, I hope we do a little bit better than that. But uh, just, just kind of my, so to speak, prediction, you're probably better at that than me. You've got a whole lot of more experience on me with that. But yeah, I mean, figured I'd throw it out there. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, I, I think, experience. again, I, you know, I, I'll tell you this too about that Arkansas series is that, you know, we're, we're a preseason top 25 team, and and that could, you know, listen, we, we take care of our business the way we absolutely should in non-conference. Um, that one could look a lot different, you know, when we go to when we go to Fayetteville. We might be a top 10 team, might be a top 15 team, you know what I mean? So okay. that could be one of the best series of the year. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, back to the back to the schedule point, per D1Baseball.com, you know, based on their top 25, we actually miss – three of the eight top 20 ranked SEC teams. So, again, all things considered, uh, the schedule sets up pretty well. But we'll see, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I know you're excited for opening day also. And, yeah, I'm excited to get in the baseball yeah. grind, man. It's always a blast. We lose more than six. Six to eight non-conference games. I'm going to be the one sitting there with both my hands raised saying Kingston's got to go before yeah. we even start SEC play. I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. Yeah. No reason we should lose that many to the kind of conference that we have. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I but agree 110%. I'll leave you with that, man. I was just going to call you and get your thoughts on those couple of series and schedule-wise. But uh, mm -hmm. I'm excited for Monday for your 
predictions, and of course, I'm excited for next Friday. Yeah, I'm uh, excited. It's be, yeah, I'm excited for that great. show too. I'm excited for that show too, man. And yeah, it's it's uh the promise of a new season, man. We we can't help but get excited for it. Definitely. Well, I'll let you go. Um, it was good talking to you. Trust me, I'll call in next week, if not yeah. at the end of this week. But it's always great talking to you, Chris. Yeah, Scotty, you're the man. I appreciate you, brother. Great stuff, our friend Scotty. Guys, we are going to jump into one final break. I'm going to get this last one in. Uh, on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. We'll wrap things up. 843-790-3377. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final couple minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Appreciate you all. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate Scotty for the call. Robbie as well, everybody who called in today. Uh, again, check out the podcast that dropped yesterday. Of course, every single day, TDC drops in podcast form. Also really excited. I'll be chatting with my guy, Dimitri, over at 11.7, the college baseball podcast. We'll be talking everything in regards to the Gamecocks' upcoming season, SEC baseball as a whole. Really, really excited to chat with him. Love what those guys do. Over at 11.7. Again, guys, we'll have Mark Ryan on tomorrow, J.C. Sherbert on Thursday. Really excited to chat with both of them. Uh, always a pleasure having those conversations. Beauties in the banter, and that's what we do here. So, um, anyways, outside of that, I will do my best to get you guys the dates on this spring tour with Carolina Alehouse. Um, yeah, and content, again, bleeding out of the eyeballs. So, Gamecocks taking on Mizzou tonight. Big one. We'll see. We'll see if this team can sort of do the unthinkable and do something they've only done once before, and that is win in Como. Has not happened a whole lot. The only time, I think, what was it, 2017, this team went to Mizzou and won. Again, guys, I appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. The love, the support, and the merchandise side of the business. Obviously, the live show, the podcast, social media, all of our content. Big things happening behind the scenes uh, cannot wait, cannot wait to share the good news with you all. I truly am grateful for each and every single one of you and the great opportunities that we have and the things that are currently in the works could not happen without the love and support of each and every single one of you guys. That being said, I'm out of here. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank y'all so much. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Go Cox, beat Mizzou, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.